0: Well, Sixers Nation, we are officially one week away from training camp today. We will discuss our top three camp battles, other storylines. We we'll even talk about a potential trade that could surface out of nowhere and a whole bunch more. Let's go. Perfect. Perfect. What is going on everybody? Welcome into Philly. Take with RB. Sixers Nation, you know the drill, man. Stand up and hit that like button. Subscribe to the show right now and hit that bell so you don't miss any of the upcoming videos or live streams. We'll keep pumping out that heat. All you need to do is keep supporting the vision. Welcome on in. I am pumped, man. We are officially one week away. In fact, we are six days away from Sixers media day and then they head off to training camp so one week from today we will be breaking down all the in-depth coverage I am excited today we're going to talk about our top camp battles and a whole bunch more but I want to start it off with two little snippets that I think you will find amusing so we started off with last night at the Philadelphia Eagles game how about our boy James Harden who was sitting front row Darius Slay had an uh, you know, immense game, just a, a monster performance against the Minnesota Vikings. He goes over and he hands the ball to James Harden. Love that connection, man. Harden showing up, showing his face, trying to incorporate himself into that Philly culture, man. You got to love to see it. Look at him all happy, dapping up Slay in the uh, tunnel postgame. I love it. I love it, man. Shout out to James Harden. Can't wait to see him very soon on the court. Also, another little piece of news put out by J.J. Reddick and his podcast, Old Man in the Three. Uh, They said that they're having Ben Simmons on as a guest on this Thursday coming up. Uh, A lot of people were sending this to me. They were asking if I'm going to react to this. No, I'm not. I don't want to talk about this guy anymore, but I definitely wanted to put it out there. Very interesting, though. I will be listening to what he's saying. If you want to talk about it, come over to Twitter at RB Philly. Take be sure to follow me. Um, This will be interesting. It'll definitely, uh, you know, be an intriguing listen. You know, will we get any answers? Probably not, but we will see how it goes. First time making some kind of appearance like this to, uh, I guess, speak on the situation. I don't know. We will have to wait and see. Now, I want to talk about this before we get into our training camp stuff. Now, this just came out a couple days ago per Bleacher Report. Brian Windhorst reporting that Jay Crowder is, quote, available, and the Suns have been very active in pursuing a trade for him. Uh, We are at this point, I I think he has one year or two years left on his deal. We made a video about this about a month or two ago. I will be linking that down below in the description, probably putting it at the end of this video as well, so be sure to watch that Uh, for my more extended thoughts, Right, uh, a more intensive breakdown, but really upon the surface, I I just want to bring this back up because it's now heating up a little bit. Honestly, the Sixers should go out and try to make a move for Jay Crowder upon all the other statistics and stuff. Let's look at it at the surface, right? Jay Crowder one, you know, would help maybe make a swap where the Sixers who are looking to get down to 15 men could maybe try to send off some of those dead end pieces, you know, and maybe even make a three team trade to try to get some of those guys out of here, bring in a a more qualified, more experienced veteran like Jay Crowder. What has Daryl Morey tried to do this offseason? He's tried to replicate that dog mentality with all the moves he's made, all these guys he's brought in. Jay Crowder fits right into that mold. I mean, literally, these Sixers would have the dog squad coming off the bench. Think about a lineup of, like, P.J. Tucker, Crowder, you know, Melton, all these guys, man, Thibel, like, Niang, all these guys together would be nuts, man. Um, But also, you know, Jay Crowder is a a 3-and-D type of player. I know he's not the best defender in the world, But he can try to guard multiple positions and also knock down threes wherever you need him to on the floor. He doesn't need the ball in his hands, which is exactly what we need to surround guys like James Harden and Joel Embiid with and Tyrese Maxey. We need more shooters. People seem to forget how good Jay Crowder is. He's not too old and he went to the NBA Finals twice in the last, what, three, four years. And he has that experience. He hasn't won, but... You know, people I feel like are neglecting his ability based off this last year, when in fact his numbers still were not that bad. So check out that video down below that I will be linking for my more extended thoughts. But honestly, I would not be surprised if Daryl Morey's on the phone trying to uh trying to see what the, the playing field is like for Jay Crowder. All right, let's talk about what the main uh you know cream of the crop is for this video. That is Sixers training camp, right? The camp battles. What should we expect to see? Now Obviously, we know the Sixers' starting lineup is pretty much you know, set in stone, right? We know who the guys are going to be. Doc goes with the vets. People think P.J. Tucker might come off the bench. Now, I, I would anticipate P.J. Tucker in the starting five. And honestly, when you look at our starting five on paper compared to others, I think we're right up there at the top. I think they can compete with anybody, and I'm excited to see how it plays out. So really, what we need to shift our focus to, because obviously you know, we'll be looking at James Harden next week, you know, what kind of shape is he in? How does he look? Same thing with Embiid, Maxi. Maxi's looking more swole if you've been looking at the picture surfacing of him. But really, it's the Sixers depth that has held us back. And, you know, people like to say, because I, I've been talking about this for years, and people say, oh, well, you know, you only need guys to eat up minutes in the regular season. And once you get to the playoffs, you need two, three, maybe four guys coming off the bench. That is very much true. The problem is the Sixers don't have any consistent guys like that that have come off the bench and have really, really produced in the playoffs. And to be quite honest with you, it's time for a change. I feel like Daryl Morey has addressed that this offseason. Do I think we're in tip-top, you know, top-notch shape? I mean, I still think we can improve. I think every team can off their bench. But, you know, right now, I will say we are significantly better on paper than we were months ago bringing in some of these guys. And, I, you know, I just think that this team is in position to, to try to go out there and earn some minutes um, you know, for different guys that maybe, you know, have not stepped up over the last couple of years. I think this team's out there, you know, trying to go and win a championship, and it's really the the best of the group who will stand out. Uh, but the main camp battles we need to look for are, you know, these guys who will either step up or, or not live up to the task. And the first one, which is glaring to me, it's, it's easy as day, it's uh, Montrezl Harrell and uh, Charles Bassey and Paul Reed. Those three who will get the backup five minutes. That's something we've been talking about tremendously. You know, over the last couple of weeks, last month, we go out and we sign Montres Harrell. And you know, we know that that's a doc guy. We know it's a guy who's had success under doc rivers. We expect him to be the the primary backup center, but you still have Charles Bassey. Who's a bit raw, but has shown upside in the previous year, had a bit of an underwhelming summer league, but really we need to keep our eyes on what does Charles Bassey look like going from year one to year two, right? Because, Charles Bassey has been in the the weight room all offseason, right? He's been getting stronger, working on his game. Same thing with Paul Reed, who got some exposure in the playoffs. What will his role be? Will he be a backup four? Will he scoot there, you know, to the five? Will he play both? I don't know what Paul Reed's role is going to be. And honestly, I think it's very interesting to kind of uh, keep our eye on that. I don't know what his role is. Does Montres Herald take away from that? I think it needs to be a competition, a committee, and I think we need to, to let the best guys play, really, especially. You know, when you're a team trying to win a championship. So this is obviously the biggest battle we will keep our eyes on. What will Montrose Harold look like after nobody really heard from him for a few months because of his situation? The second battle that we need to discuss is this one. Isaiah Joe, Furkan Korkmaz, and Matisse Thybul. Who will come out victorious with this camp battle? Again, the Sixers have 17 players. As of right now, they need to get that down to 15 By the time the season starts, a lot of people really haven't talked about Matisse Theibel this offseason. He's going into year four, obviously had a bit of a regression at the end of last year and could not play valuable minutes in the playoffs and had the whole situation with Toronto. So, you know, what is going to happen with Matisse Theibel? Will he get minutes? I think this is the most crucial showing that we will need to keep our eyes on regarding Matisse Theibel. Will he come out and shoot the ball willingly? If not, he will end up playing himself off the floor. Meanwhile, Furkan Korkmaz, a guy that seems to go overseas in the offseason and ball out. Yet when he's in the Sixers lineup, there are stretches of five, six, seven games where he's just not consistent enough. And then you have Isaiah Joe, which people right now, it seems to be the consensus, they think Isaiah Joe is actually going to get cut. After you bring in Montrezl Harrell, right, you have uh, Isaiah Joe, who doesn't have any guarantees. Then you have Traveling Queen, who does have a portion of his contract guaranteed, is Daryl Morey going to make the cut? Is he going to get rid of Isaiah Joe? I would be very much sad if he does. Obviously, we got to see how this plays out in camp, and it is a little bit early to talk about this stuff. But this is a huge battle to keep your eyes on. Who will prevail? Obviously, Furkan's making five million a year, but if you're not producing, it's time to you know let the best core play. And I- I'm willing. I'm willing to wait and see what the improvement looks like from all these players. I think. You know, whoever wins the job is going to win the job, and you know it's crucial at this point. We can't keep hanging our heads on this and just waiting and waiting and waiting. Now, nah, we're trying to win now, man. The last battle that I think is very vital is what I call the m M&M and m battle, the Milton and Melton Battle. Now, obviously, we brought the Anthony Melton in, he brings the toughness. He has struggled at times with Memphis, but he did play you know overall well. So far into his young career, we traded Danny Green. We traded a draft pick to get this guy. We obviously think that boom kind of potential is there. Meanwhile, Shake Milton, what are we going on? Year four? Year five for Shake Milton? And he just hasn't taken that next step. He's been too inconsistent. There are times where he looks aggressive, where he really, really wants it, but then it kind of just shuts off. I want to see that dog side out of Shake. I want him to come into camp and look good and go and take the job and try to earn himself some minutes. But we got to wait and see what happens. You know, it's not certain when you have Doc Rivers, you know, who's going to play off the bench. And I think all of these guys right here are fighting for some jobs. Two guys got to get cut. Two guys got to go. If you don't make a trade, who is it going to be? It could be Bassey. It could be Isaiah Joe. It could be Corkmaz. It could be, you know, any of these guys traveling queen. So I don't know. I don't know. But I, I am looking for a lot from DeAnthony Melton. Sixers fans are high on him. And obviously, you can make some reinforcements during the year, but we are expecting a huge jump out of our bench we need it quite frankly honestly i still think we need a game changer off the bench but if we get that production that we see at times out of these guys uh i you know i think we can make an incremental improvement there and as long as we have a couple guys that we can take along with us on the ride to the playoffs i you know i think this team will be in better shape so we will wait to see what happens those are my top 3 camp battles let me know if you have any others down below in the comment section let me know who you think is going to make the team We'll be covering it all, breaking it all down. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. And like always, I will catch you on the next one. Peace. Perfect. Perfect.